You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. Hi, friends. You know, often I record a little entry if there is an interview coming up that I think we should maybe show caution on as parents. Today is a little different. Today, I think I want to invite you to listen to this podcast with your children because today you are going to hear an amazing testimony of God's provision and his faithfulness to a family who experienced a house fire. I know that can be scary in and of itself, but wow, when you listen to this interview, you are going to hear an amazing series of things that God has done for this family. Maybe a fun activity, if you listen to this with your children, is to have them keep track of every time God answered a prayer or provided a need that they had. And we know in confidence that God will provide for our needs. He cares for us. The other thing I want to recognize in this testimony is the obedience that so many people had in listening to the voice of God, that whisper when um, he prompted them to act, to share, to, to give items that they had, to show acts of service, words of encouragement, And that too, just hearing that example reminds us in our lives that we should be listening to the Lord as he speaks to us. And that goes for children as well as adults. So I just pray that you'll be encouraged by this interview and see the applications for our own lives as we live out our faith. And now let's just jump in and listen to this interview. Hi, ladies. It's so good to have you here today and uh, today is the day after Independence Day in the United States of America. And I know that we have listeners from all across the world. And that just shocks me every time I go look and I see that there's people listening really across the globe. Wow. That's kind of exciting to imagine that our voices can go out that far. Last night, after we got back from fireworks and all the candy and the fun stuff and having guests for dinner, uh, my youngest came up to me and asked, when's the next holiday? So I want to ask you, what is your favorite holiday or family celebration? I think I would say Christmas because um, we devote it just to being at home, just us and my me and my husband and my kids, because all the other holidays, I feel like are wrapped around a lot of company and going from place to place. So I think Christmas is more as crazy as Christmas time is. I think the day Christmas is our best because we can just relax at home and there's no running around. All our family lives two hours away. So we are always traveling on all the holidays. So I think Christmas is probably the best And we just have our own little traditions we do and that kind of thing. And it's just time for us and the kids. So I think, you know, that to me is the best. There's no expectations to go anywhere, right? Right. That's right. And everybody seems to respect family traditions too. You're like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's the way they do it. That's okay. 
Right. When I first, when we first had kids, it was like, we did it for a few years. We went to other places and then we decided, you know what, this isn't worth it. It's, we want our kids to enjoy just that time at home. And so they can enjoy their things that they get and, you know, and it's more, just more laid back because it just seems like every other holiday is always chaos. So, so yes, I definitely love the day of Christmas, the actual day. And of course, celebrating Jesus, you know, it's just one of those things we feel privileged to be able to do, especially here in the U.S. and the way this world has gotten. (laughs) Yep. Nothing can be better than celebrating Jesus, setting aside a day for that, right? Yes, for sure. Every holiday that involves celebrating the Lord is amazing. Today, we want to celebrate God's faithfulness to you and your family and in a really unique situation. Very. So, um, but I want to give you a chance first, go ahead and introduce yourself. And, and if you want to tell me just how many kids you can name them, you can age them, whatever you want to do, just introduce your family to me. Okay, so I'm Amanda Humphreys, and I'm married to Adam Humphreys. He's a pastor. And then we have been married for 18 years. And then we have Addison, which is 15, fixing to be 16. Him and Adrian have the same birthday, so they're fixing to be 16 and 14. And then um, we have Aniston. She's 12. And Avery is, he just turned seven. And then Avalyn, our baby, is 18 months. So we have two girls and three boys. Again, you're all A's. Yes, we're the A team. Oh, oh, that's so cute. Yes. I love it. You're the A team. Before we got married, my husband said, when we have kids, we're going to all be the A team. And for sure, here we are. And I, <laughs> some days I think, what in the world was I doing? <laughs> it's hit. hard. They all start just flowing off your tongue at the same time. And then you're, which one? Yeah, I'm like, you, that one right there. <laughs> and, and it's hard to, uh, when you put like an initials on something you yes. have to does everybody have a different middle so, initial so they either have ajh or amh and so it's like in it starts with ajh then amh then ajh then amh and then AJH. oh my goodness oh, <laughs> and my husband wow. is ajh i'm the only one that does not have the same uh, middle initial Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a challenge. Be prepared to teach your children to write every single letter in their name very quickly then. Yes. (laughs) That's so funny. So I want to jump back. We met because one of your friends uh, reached out to me and said, you have got to talk to Amanda. She's got a really great story. And so just jump in and I don't know, how do we start? Do we lead up? Okay. So, um, I had, let's see, the year of 2020, you know, was a crazy year for everybody. I was very sick. Um, the end of 2020, I was pregnant with my, with Avalyn. I, she was born December 30th and I had to stay in the hospital for a few weeks. And then I got really sick after I had her. And even through that time, God showed himself major, you know, his, his grace is so sufficient and we got home and we're there for maybe four weeks, I believe. Finally, life started getting a little bit back to normal. It was a Friday night and our house caught on fire. And so I had actually brought the baby and I'd ran up the road. I was four minutes away, ran up the road to grab some food that somebody was getting given us. And on the way back, my kids called me 
and said, our house is on fire. So the older four were there at the house. And so they are tricksters. <laughs> so I said, this is not a funny trick. Stop playing. And my son's crying. And he's like, mom, I promise it's on fire. And I hear alarms in the background. And I thought, sure enough, I could just see one of them saying, okay, let's get on the computer and find a fire alarm and let's make it, you know, like we're really having a fire. So um, I said, this is, this isn't funny. And, and then I heard my neighbor's voice and then I knew then, okay, something's wrong. And he said, the house, we heard, we heard a loud noise and something, um, the house is on fire. And so of course I, I was like, okay. So I called 911. Getting on 911 was a crazy mess up here. That took a few minutes. So I was almost home by the time that we got on the phone with them. So I pulled up and as I pulled up, all my kids were um, outside with my neighbor and the um, he was kicking my garage door in. And so it was kind of one of those things you think, okay, well, maybe it's not as bad, you know, as it could be. My poor daughter, she runs across the yard and all she had was a towel wrapped around her because she was in the bathtub when it happened. So I get her, um, I tell her to get in the van because it was real cold that night. And then the fire trucks and everything pull up. And when he kicked the garage door in, I could see the smoke coming out. And so I knew then, you know, okay, it's a little bit worse than, a, you know, in my mind, I just thought not a big deal. Well, then when the firefighters opened my front door, there was fire, there was smoke and it just was a, um, you know, you're kind of in shock, but I saw all my kids and that's all that mattered and they were all crying. And so what had caused the fire was a battery explosion. And so a battery had exploded in our garage, one of the, like the RC car batteries and it caused another battery to explode. So there was about, I think, seven explosions altogether. The kids heard the fire alarms go off. My son went down there and actually started trying to fight the fire. And he got it go. He, he got it really good. He, that was my um, 15-year-old. So anyway, as that night, I, you know, we, once they got it all um, straight and, you know, the fire was out, we went to my husband's grandmother, which lives about 25 minutes up the road. We went and stayed at her house for the night. And it was kind of one of those things you think, okay, not a big of a deal. We'll, you know, they'll rebuild the house. We'll get back in it. Not a big deal. But literally it was 444 days after the fire that I actually, we actually got to move back in our house. And in those 444 days, it was some, it was probably the hardest trial we've ever went through, but God's amazing, amazing grace that got us through all of that was just unbelievable. I can tell you on that fire happened on Friday. So on Saturday, I knew we had to go buy the kids clothes and stuff. So we would have clothes for the next few days, not knowing we weren't going to be able to, you know, get anything from our house. Um, and a lot of our house, it was not ruined with fire. It was ruined with the chemicals and the smoke. So and we, to this day, still have none of our um, salvageable stuff. And that's another story for another day with the insurance company and all that. But our, I know on that Saturday, we went shopping and one friend brought my kids to Goodwill and I went to some outlet stores. And I thought, you know, if I could just get everybody some socks and shoes and um, because every the only thing we all had was what was on our back that night. And so on Saturday, we went shopping. My friend took care of my kids. I was trying to take care of me and my husband and my youngest. And Saturday night, <laughs> I get to um, get, we're trying to get settled. And by now we're in a hotel. So they sent us to the hotel. Um, we get settled in the hotel. And 
I realized on Saturday night, I didn't even have clothes for myself. I had worried about everybody else. So I said, well, I'll just wear what I had on and that's, you know, I'll just have to do it. Well, then a friend let me borrow um, clothes. So I was allowed, she gave me um, those clothes to wear. So, but it's, it's right after this that really God started showing himself majorly. So Saturday night, we're trying to get settled in the hotel and somebody calls me and says, where are you at? I tell them I'm at the hotel and they show up with, I'm talking shampoo, conditioner, extra um, razors, toothbrushes, everything, all the necessities that you could have ever thought. Because in the meantime, you know, when we're trying to get all this stuff, you don't think of some of the minor details. Um, so they came in the hotel and I'm talking like filled one of the closets up and, you know, we had nothing. So except what we had bought that day at Goodwill and then we washed I am thinking about how crazy it is just to pack to go away for a weekend with my family. You know, you think, okay, I should probably grab a couple band-aids and let's see, I might need this. And, you know, we're going to take, and so just simply to imagine all you have is what is what you're wearing and what happened to be in your car. Right. Yes. Yes. And what was crazy is the night of the fire, when my daughter, she had been in the bath when it happened, so she had no clothes. So I literally looked in the back of the truck um, or the van and there was a jacket there. So I said, okay, put the jacket on. And that's what got us through. And then we were able to get a shirt and, you know, everything for her to put on. But it's, that's exactly right. Because, you know, I'm a planner. So I like things to be, you know, I always have my list of things. Well, you know, here we are a family of seven and a newborn child that, you know, they need a lot of things. Um, I know there's a lot of things we don't have to, you know, but it's just what you normally do and trying to mark all that off and have everybody, you know, in a hotel. And of course, hotels, you know, they were nice to us and they had things, but it was so, and you know, our minds already so far gone. <laughs> so um, it was, it was crazy. So we got, we had enough clothes, we got everything and literally went to church the next day. And it was funny because my husband said, I said, we don't need to smell like smoke. All of our stuff is going to smell like smoke. Cause we had jackets in our car and we were putting them on. And, um, and he said, well, I'll just preach on hell today. <laughs> and it'll be real. <laughs> Because we all were coming to church smelling like fire. <laughs> it's it's a like a what do you like a 4D theater where you go and you feel and yes. you smell and you yeah. The senses, <laughs> all the senses. So um, but what really started was so somebody brought us stuff that and of course I had I cried and cried, you know, just watching God provide. But the first thing that really, really that God started showing himself was on that Tuesday. I was going to bring the kids to a, of course, we're in a hotel, you know, you can only do so much in a hotel with, you know, five kids and, you know, with the baby. And so there was going to be a homeschool skate, a homeschool, my kids. So I said, okay, we're going to go to the skate that way. It'll get them out of the house and um, they will have, you know, a good time. They need, need this time. And um, literally I went to, um, the skate and a lady contacted me and said, are you going to be, you know, we're having this homeschool skate. Are you coming? I said, yes. So on the way there, my daughter needed some leggings to wear with her dress. And so I ran into a consignment store. We looked for black leggings and I know this sounds so detailed, but it's, this is how God provides and how he cares so much about our small needs. And I'm going to try to come to this without crying, but God has just provided so much for us. Um, so I meet the girl at the homeschool skate she says, we got a few things for you in the back of our car. And I said, okay. So she literally opens the back of her car and I'm talking, it was packed 
full of bags and boxes and just all kinds of odds and ends of stuff. And so she hands me a bag. And the first thing she hands me was a bag. And she said, I bought this for Aniston. I don't know if she needs any of this, but this is for Aniston, which is my daughter. And I said, okay, she hands me the bag. And the first thing we pull out of it was black leggings. Well, of all things it could have been, it was black leggings. And so I look at my daughter and I said, look at this. Well, she gets teary eyed and she's 11 at the time. I start crying. Well, then the girl starts crying and she's like, why are we crying? And I said, you don't understand. Like we just went looking for black leggings. And of all things that you could have just gave me was black leggings. And then of course she had some other odds and ends in there. Well, then the next thing she hands me a bag for my baby. And um, I had went to Old Navy the day before to an outlet and was going to get two sleepers, but the line was real long and I said, forget it. I'm not staying in line for this. I put them back and the girl gives me an Old Navy bag and I literally open it up and it was the two exact sleepers that I had, that I was going to buy. And I said, wait, where did you get these from? And so she tells me and I said, Well, I was just in another city and I was going to buy these two exact sleepers and she just sat there and she started crying and I started crying and I said, God cared enough that he gave me those two exact sleepers, you know, and it was from that day on that it was that happened so much and I cried and cried and it was all happy tears. But it was to the point where we could not doubt that God knew what he was doing and what he had put us through. And so that next day, even my nieces and my sister came up to visit with us in the hotel that morning. I had said to my daughter, I wish I had a mirror that I could hold so we could, you know, use um, for the back of our hair. You know, something simple as women, you know, we didn't need one. But the first thing my niece hands me in a bag, a gift bag was um, I pull it out and it's a mirror. And I started crying because I said, God cared that I wanted a little simple mirror and um, gave me a mirror. And then she had all kinds of odds and ends and stuff in there. And, you know, you I'm I'm a kind of person that I try to always have like my makeup on my hair fixed. Well, I had none of that stuff, you know, until um, I had to buy I had to buy this stuff. And so in that bag, you know, she had odds and ends of hair stuff and, you know, that kind of thing that. It was not a necessity, but it was something that God, you know, gave gave us. And then it, I mean, it continued. It continued to do that. I know even one day my mom said, okay, what exactly do you need? You know, what do you need? We're going to buy whatever you need. And the, um, I said to her, I said, well, Avery needs some cotton pants to play in. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be nice. They just, that's what he needs. And my friend invites me over. And the first thing she says to me is, Amanda, I don't want you to do nothing. I want you to relax. I'm going to, you know, we're going to have the kids playing. I want you to just sit on the um, couch and relax. And she said, oh, and by the way, there's a bag right there. Thanks for you to look at. And I looked through the bag. And the first thing that I pulled out is cotton pants. It was all play pants for Avery. And I sat there and just cried and cried. And so she's like, why are you crying? And I said, God just continues to provide for us. It was, I mean, it was continually stuff like that. There was a point that I had gotten where, you know, even though God shows you all these things and he's there for you, it's so easy to doubt sometimes because you, I, 
I don't see the future. I don't see what's going on. And, um, and I, I wanted to read this scripture, um, Isaiah 43, 2, it says, fear not for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee and through the rivers. Thou shalt not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall thy flame kindle upon thee. And that is one of the scriptures that I took with me every time I felt like I was at all doubting anything I thought it doesn't matter what I'm going through and the thing is we go through those things we don't stay in those things God continues to get us out of that you're either going through it you're in it or you know you're coming out of it and that was a point that you know I had to keep telling myself I'm going through it not not having a clue that it was going to last a year and a half something else that God continued to do. My kids, you know, were here at the hotel and we had bought a few things for them to do, but there's only so much you can do. And one of our friends, pastor and or youth pastor and pastor's wife sent a Amazon um, shipment to our, to the hotel. And they called me down to the um, hotel lobby and I went down there and they had gave them all kinds of like chips and snacks and then all kinds of games and, And it was one of those days that my kids were having a hard time and, you know, they cried, I cried. And once again, it was happy things. It was happy tears that God would provide and care about the simple little things, you know, that, that we needed. I even had a stranger, I was in the middle of the store Ross and I even had a stranger come up to me and the, the cashier had said something like, um, well, you sure are buying a lot of clothes today. Looks like you're filling up a closet or something like that. And I said, well, we had a fire. So I'm having to, you know, get my kids clothes. And, um, somebody overheard me say that. And she came up to me and she said, I know you think I'm crazy, but I feel like I'm supposed to tell you my little girl just got out of the size that your little baby probably is in. And I would love to give you all of her clothes. And, I'm just a stranger. I had no clue who she was. And um, she gave me her phone number and she texted me later on, told me her address. And she said, I would love for you to come get all this stuff. And she literally provided clothes for her for the first year. She would give me some and then call me. And then I'd go pick up more the next size, you know, and it was like the Lord allowed in, in the middle of Ross that day, she had been screaming and you know how the frustration of a mom, you know, with a screaming child and it was hot by then. And I remember being so frustrated thinking, God, what are you doing? You know, I'm, you know, why do we have to, why? It was just a rough day. And that girl, she was like an angel. She came up to me saying that. And I literally got in my car. And as I was in my car, I was trying to get my, or I was nursing. And then I was trying to get my baby settled. And the manager walks up to my car with two cold waters. And she said, I thought you might could use these waters. And she hands me the waters and I sit there, you know, and I'm drinking the water just to cry. And, and, um, and she said, you have really helped all of us today in here, you know, and I was thinking, because I was trying to be positive in the store, I was saying, God, you know, God is taking care of us. And, um, you know, and even though I felt that way, you know, when you have hard days, it's even though you can say all that deep down inside, it's hard, you know, and so she walked away. And, you know, once again, God just showed himself to me. Um, and I, I literally, you just would not believe the things that God has done or showed us, you know, in minor it probably seems so minor to other people but the exact things that we needed was the exact things that he provided for us um I remember even saying to my mom she had come up and was visiting and I said if we're gonna have lunches at church I've got to buy me some Pyrex dishes with lids so I'll have some stuff to carry you know I'll be able to carry and 
it was probably four or five minutes, my phone rang and I almost didn't answer it because I thought, you know, I don't know this number. And I did. I answered it. And the lady says, I'm related to you. You know, you may not know me, but I'm related to you. And I heard that y'all had a house fire and I was cleaning out my kitchen and I happened to come across some Pyrex dishes with some lids. And when she said that, I just stopped and I looked at my mom because she was on speakerphone and I looked at my mom and my mom was like, are you kidding me? You just said you needed that. And I said, that's what I, I kept. I said, that's what I'm saying, mama. How can we doubt God? And when he's providing for all these things that we, you know, that we needed or, you know, and some things weren't even needed. It was wants, but he continued to provide for us and show himself through, through every, you know, through all kinds of people. And it was people that you wouldn't have even imagined, you know, it was not people that I would have assumed would have given to us. It was, you know, people that you would have never imagined. I mean, it, and it continued things like that continued, you know, the whole, the, like I said, the whole year it has continued and so, you know, the, the thought that we can even ever doubt God that he's providing for us. Um, another scripture that I kept holding on to is Nahum 1-7. And it says, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. And that was something that I had to keep telling myself. God knows what he's doing. You know, um, he, we continue trusting him and he is our stronghold. And not only did he show himself to me and my husband, but he showed himself to our kids. Um, one of my boys said something about, um, or it was my youngest boy. He said, I wish, Mama, remember those overalls, um, those camo overalls that I had that we had gotten right before the fire? And I said, yes. He said, I wish I could have some of those um, camo pants. And I said, well, I'll find you some, you know. And so I was going to buy him some. It wasn't the next, it was, it was literally the next day. Somebody gave me some clothes and the first thing we pulled out of it was camo pants and camo boots and a camo shirt. And of all things it could have been, you know, it was what my child wanted. So when I showed it to him, he just stood there and, you know, with this crazy face and he was like, mama, God cares about us. And he got cares that I wanted camo pants. And in that moment, I thought, you know, all of this is worth this trouble of, you know, going from a four bedroom, three bath house down to we were staying at a parsonage then. And it was a two bedroom, you know, small house. But for my kids to see Jesus and to see him providing for us, it was so worth it. You know, um, in the moment it, you know, it didn't feel during the time it was such a hard year. But to see that my kids, God met our needs and our wants, you know, and that my kids got to see him provide like that. I mean, it just continued to happen. It was just amazing how God provided for us like that. It it was like when I would get down and feel frustrated, it was those days that God always sent somebody to, you know, give us something or with a word of encouragement. I know there was one time that I was so sick of the insurance stuff and I'd gotten so frustrated with it, you know, and, why, and I'd say, why? how can these people sleep at night knowing that, you know, they're not getting our house fixed and they're not doing this and this and this. And um, it was in October, I believe, of last year. So 2021, I was just having a, it was probably the lowest I had gotten of all the whole year. And I literally had six people that day contact me, whether it was through text or um, phone call or Facebook messenger, and just tell me that they were praying for me that day. And that night I literally laid on, on my bed and cried, thanking the Lord that he heard you know, those cries, he heard them and he sent, 
people to encourage us. And it really encouraged me because I was the one that was having such a hard time. And, you know, any woman will understand, you know, we have our home and we want to keep it, you know, nice. And, and I didn't have that. And so, and I know, you know, so many people have it a lot worse, but when you're in that time, you know, I just wanted somewhere to call my own. And I just wanted something, you know, just that, you know, it's just, we want to care for our own place. And we didn't have that. And I just was down, you know, I was, I was so discouraged, even though God had provided so much and looking back, I think, how can you ever get discouraged when God continues to provide like that? But we're human and we're flesh. And it was to the point, you know, when I had all those people contact me that day, and I thought that's another reason why it's so important to obey the Lord, because I needed that that day. I needed every word of encouragement, every scripture that was sent to me that day. And, you know, what if those people had not obeyed the Lord? It would have been a hard time. You know, that would have been a hard, you know, but God knew I needed that encouragement that day. And so that's why I say it's always important to obey the Lord. If God tells you to do something, you know, do it. One thing I love about hearing women's testimonies is it's kind of like you get the flip side. So sometimes we're like, I feel like God might be telling me to do this, but I don't know why I'm just going to obey. And a lot of times we don't see the results of that obedience. Right. That's exactly right. But now like hearing you say that, you know, I, I doubt that, uh, the person that, that, the, all the people that gave you those things or, or listened, I mean, they're not all listening to this, right? right. Mm-hmm. But we can take that same information and be reminded that when God does lay somebody or it's something so on our heart to walk into it and do it, because, you know, there's some other Amanda out there who has walked through right. something and, and we don't know how he's going to use our lives you're right. To impact them and to encourage them in their faith. Right. That's exactly right. And that's, that's why, um, you know, I try to teach my kids, if God tells you to do something, even if it seems silly, do it, you know, in the meantime of all of this, my dad was my biggest encouragement and, you know, that daddy bear and him wanted to get the insurance company and do this and this and this. And, um, he got really sick and he ended up passing away in November. So, you know, I, I sat there and when we were at the hospital and, um, you know, we were caring for him and it was just a very instant fast thing. God continued to show himself even through that because he provided things and, you know, I got to see people that I would have never gotten to see had my dad not passed away and those encouraging words from other people and the comfort that they gave us, you know, during that time. It's amazing how God allows things to happen, even though it was so hurtful and so hard, you know, losing my dad, that was the worst thing I'd ever went through um, because it was so unexpected so quickly. And he was young. He was 65. So, you know, he's one of 15 kids and he you know, is the youngest to pass away. Everybody else lived till 80. And, you know, and so um, that was another thing, though, that God did during that time was use his death for for his glory. I mean, you know, God got glory out of even my dad's death. Even that I went to a Christmas ladies meeting thing with one of my friends, one of the girls that was talking, she her name was Amanda and she had just lost her dad maybe six weeks prior to that. And she came up to me afterwards and started talking to me. And I thought, you know, God just, he puts us in these places and he, 
he is so um, sovereign to put us where he wants us, when he wants us. And she spoke that night. And of course, all I could do was sit and sob because she was talking about her dad passing away and how God had brought them through this. And, you know, and I'm sitting there, you know, nobody knew me hardly there at the place. And so God allowed me to be at that women's meeting that night just so I could get that encouragement from her, you know, and then try to be an encouragement to her in the long run too, you know, and now we're Facebook friends and, you know, we've tried to encourage each other through the last few months and, you know, even just simple ways like that, that God uses a trial. And even though it seems like you're so far, you know, God, what are you doing? I don't feel you, but he's working and we don't see it. And when we don't feel it, you know, and, um, and it's just amazing how, God lined all that up, you know, and continues to line things up. I went into a store near my husband's work that's been there for 11 years. And he says to me, here's some money, go buy you something at that store. He's never done that at that. He's never said to go to that store. I've never even went in that store. And he just spontaneously said they were having a sale. You should go if you can go find something. I get up there And I start talking to the lady in charge and she proceeds to tell me she had a house fire and they were on vacation and how um, God provided. And she starts saying all this and I'm crying, you know, happy tears. But and I explained to her, we had a house fire and we did, you know, and we both just sit there and look at each other thinking, you know, what in the world? And I said, God allowed me to come here today because he knew I knew I needed encouragement. And then she, on the other hand, said, no, I needed the encouragement. And I said, my husband has been here at his store for 12 years and he's never told me to come here. And he tells me to come here and we get to share each other's testimonies, you know, share our testimonies with each other. You can't make the stuff up. You cannot make it up. Um, all these things that God provided for us and did the, you know, the things we needed and not always the needs, the wants, you can't make this up. You can't make it happen. God literally lines each person up. And that's why I think I get so emotional to think God cares about little old me. He cares enough about me to give me, Pyrex dishes with lids and to give me a mirror that I can use to see the back of my hair and, you know, stuff that I didn't have to have, but he cared about me and knew that little bitty thing. And I called him on my phone. I have a, I have a um, thing on my notes and it's God winks. That's what I call it of how those little things that God did for us that, you know, he didn't have to do, but he continued to provide for this sinner that I am And he cared about me enough to allow my kids to live during, you know, I could have lost all my kids. And that's one thing I kept saying was when people would ask me how I'm doing, you know, I'd say we all are all alive and that's all that matters. And it was, that's all that mattered. But because I'm flesh, it still was hard because I wasn't in my zone. I wasn't, I didn't have a house to care for. And I went to my grandmother's one day and she said, can you get those weeds up out of the um, flower bed right there? And I was like, I'll be glad to, because it's amazing the things you don't, you take for granted. You know, I've not had, I didn't have a house to care for. So I was like, sure, I'll get the weeds out. And then when I was able to, once I got my house back together and, you know, rebuilt it and demoed and all that stuff to be able to wash dishes in my own kitchen and, you know, to be able to do the things that we take for granted and think they're just chores, but 
there, you know, it was amazing just the feeling that God gave me of contentment. You know, I'm here, I'm at home and I get to wash dishes and I get to wash clothes. And, you know, and it was, you know, just the little things like that, that we take, you know, we think they're just, oh, it's just work, work, work. Well, some people don't have that. And I went through that time. I was in a hotel for three months and, you know, when you go overnight to not plan to stay at a hotel, it's a lot harder than if I had planned to stay there. So, you know, we, it was not vacation. No, no. That's why I told the kids, I said, let's just look at it like a long vacation. And then me and my husband would be like, no, not really. <laughs> um, you know, they had to be quiet and they had to, you know, they didn't have nowhere to um, play. And so we would go to parks and, you know, places like that. But it was, you know, after about two weeks, it was pretty much, okay, this is not, this is not easy. The, the hotel people were so sweet though, because my daughter, that was the baby, she literally was my hardest baby. She cried all the time. There was nothing that would soothe her. And, you know, it was, that was not the time to be crying because we were in a hotel. And so the hotel manager said, um, now listen, I can tell you if anybody's going to be beside you in the rooms beside you or across from you so that if you need to let her cry, you can let her cry and don't be stressed about it. And, and she was so sweet to say, if you need the conference room to do y'all schoolwork, you know, and they were very, you know, hospitable toward us during that time. And I believe God had us there for those people too. I believe that they needed to see Christians, trust in the Lord through this hard circumstance. One of the time, one of the ladies said one time she had saw me in the elevator and she said, we're all amazed at how um, your spirit of how you're just, you know, so calm about all of this. And I started laughing. I said, you don't see me crying every day up in that room, <laughs> but God has provided for us. And, you know, he is, I said, and I would tell them, you know, he's still good despite all of this. This is hard, but you know, he's still good. And we can't, we can't, have a, you know, we, we have to choose to be positive because there's no other way. Um, and so even just them, I became friends with them and, you know, I'm still to this day trying to be a light in front of them and, you know, a, a shining God, God's love to them because they probably need Jesus, you know? And so, but had we never been in that situation of the fire, we would have never been at the hotel to, to, you know, be an example in front of them and a witness in front of them. So it just shows no matter what you're going through, God puts you there for that reason. And a lot of times it's for other people. A lot of times it's for your children. A lot of times it's for, you know, grandchildren. It's, you know, God puts us in these places and allows these things to get glory out of it. And that's one of the scriptures that's, that I've tried to quote a lot is we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord because it's all going to work out now, just during that time, he has to bring us through that trial, like the scripture I read, you know, he's going to be with us no matter what, but we've got to um, remember, it's all going to work out for the good, you know, to them that love the Lord. And, and he is all powerful and he's all knowing, and he knows what's, what's ahead. You know, I really, really was going to try to do this, but I get so emotional <laughs> when I think about what all God has done for us, you know, and it's, I don't want want to ever forget what God did for us in those times ever because he's so good despite what kind of people we are, you know, and how we fail him daily. He's so good to us. So I'm sorry for crying. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting here listening to you like, oh, should I stop her? Because I have an idea because I have a thought. And then I'm like, oh no, she's going, let her go. Right. <laughs> um, but there's a few things. One, I was reading this morning in my devotions and it was talking about that, you know, preaching the gospel to the nations and 
um, really our nations and all the people groups, you don't always have to travel. That can be right. people groups and nations right where you are. And that's exactly uh, right. And, and how easy it is to forget that mm-hmm. the world tight around us in the city where we live. And so for you, you know, you said that, that, you know, you maybe never would have gone to that hotel. You would have had no reason to make connections Mm -hmm. and to make friends with people right right there in your community. And I don't know if any of them have followed you to your church. I know that uh, you said your husband's a pastor. I bet you they figured that out. And so (laughs) they watched you live out your faith and if there ever comes a time when they are challenged, they're going to know who to go to. And so I think that is such a beautiful living out of what God has called you to do. And in the situation that you have before you, right. The other thing I see over and over in listening to your story is that God acts before we even speak the words like hearing how he provided all these things and how quickly he provides. Now, so many times I hear people say, well, um, how does God, um, is God really involved in that, in our lives? Or is he really just that, you know, God up in the sky removed from us and Mm -hmm. your testimony proves that he is active daily and he's listening and he's providing. And yeah, I mean, definitely even before you knew what you were going to need, he was acting. That's right. And, you know, I tell my kids, you know, God wants to hear from us. He wants to hear what we need. Um, But there's a lot of times that we can't say it, you know, we cry or, and God knows what those tears, you know, what he knows that what we need, like you said, sometimes, well, he always knows it before we need it, but there's times where he, it was so fast. And it's funny you said that because my six-year-old at the time, he would say, mama, God heard that prayer so fast, you know, and we would laugh. And, and it was, sometimes I would think we didn't even pray for that. You know, God just provided for us, you know, he knew we needed that at that time or, you know, and I don't mean that slack and saying we didn't pray for it, but there's some minor things I didn't pray for. I didn't pray that I could buy him some camouflage pants. You know, I didn't pray for that, but God cared enough to, you know, provide that for him because that was one of my son's wants and he'll never forget that. I mean, he, to this day, still talks about how God gave him those camouflage pants, you know, and that's the thing he's, God wants to hear from us, but there's sometimes we don't even have the energy or to actually pray and ask him, you know, it, and he provides those things for us. It's just amazing how God can take, you know, just simple people. And, and like you said, I, even at my dad's funeral, I had a few people come up to me and say, we've been watching, you know. Um, you and the way that you've reacted to all of this and you know and I would have never known they were you know it's not like they like a post or they send me a message you know I would have never known they were watching but but they were and so for them to say you know we saw what you're we see what you're going through and the way you're handling it is amazing and you know God knows what he's doing Um, it's just so hard when you're going through those trials because you don't see it at the time you know but looking back you know now I had, we lived here for like two weeks, I think, before we got countertops in a sink. And so I was having to wash dishes in the bathroom. And so that was fun. No big deal. But once we got the sink and the countertops, we got that. Now we still, 
of course, my husband's truck messed up right before we moved. So we've not been able to get furniture or anything like that. So we all have mattresses sitting on the floor. And those were provided by other people that didn't know we needed mattresses once again. Um, that's another one of those things that, yeah, I need to tell you this. My neighbor goes to move. She, they were moving her to a rehab, not a rehab home, but assisted living home. She was literally moving the weekend we were coming in. And her daughter calls me and says, we have some things down here we wanted you to look through. I go down there. She opens her refrigerator and freezer and said, mom bought all this stuff. And we told her not to buy any more groceries, but she was kind of getting Alzheimer's. And she bought all this stuff and we need it gone. Can you get, can you empty out the refrigerator and freezer? And I was like, we don't even have room for all of this stuff. And so literally they filled our refrigerator and freezer up. And when I say filled it up, I'm talking filled it up. And it was all, this is something else. It was all things that you use daily, but we had not went to the grocery store to buy. So stuff like mayonnaise and ketchup and butter, you know, all those kind of things. I mean, you can't that just was not a coincidence that she was moving the same time we were, we were moving back in, you know? And so she gives us all stuff. And then she says, Oh, this is something else. Sorry. I'm so scattered, but literally things just keep coming to my mind. Right before I walked down to my neighbor's house, my son says to me, mom, do you have a keychain?" And I said, nobody, I don't have a keychain, but I'll get you one. And I go down to my neighbor's house and literally we're looking through stuff. She said, now go in the cabinets, get whatever you want. Do you need pots and pans? Do you need plates? And of course I needed all of this stuff. And so, you know, I'm like, are you sure? And she said, yes, it'll, it helps us out for you to empty all these cabinets. You're so, like, you know, do you also have a wagon to haul all this stuff? Yes, well, literally they put it in their car and brought it up to my house. And she, she just randomly, as I'm looking at her cabinet, she randomly opens the drawer and says, you need a keychain?" And I turned real quick and I said, what did you say? And she said, do you want a key? Do you want this keychain?" And it said, I will make you fishers of men. And I said, yes, I want the keychain. My son just asked for the keychain and for a keychain. And so she said, really, I said, literally before I walked down here. And another thing before I walked down there, my son, my other son says, mom, I really wish I could have a mattress because we didn't have mattresses for all the kids. And I said, we'll get you one, you know. Um, and she says to me, do you need any mattresses? We have a full, we have a queen, which one would you like? And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what? I my son just asked me, you know, for a mattress. And then another neighbor says, do y'all need a king size mattress? We have one that we've not even used. And, you know, and so I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world? So all of our mattresses, and my grandmother gave us one. So all of the mattresses that's sitting on the floor right now, have been provided by other people that didn't even realize that's one of the necessity, you know, one of the things we needed. It was not something we had to have, but it was, you know, we have wood floors, so it was nice to have a mattress. And then another thing, as I'm at my neighbor's house looking through stuff, my son had said to me the day before, probably, mom, we need to get a mixer. And when we buy one, can we get one that has the stationary bowl, you know, so that it, we can do that. And he loves cooking. And I said, sure. And he was really excited to be able to have a kitchen to cook in. And so um, I said, that's something I will definitely buy for you. And um, there was one sitting on the counter at my neighbor's house. And so he kind of whispers, he's like, mom, are they getting rid of that? And I said, I think they're giving it to somebody else. And he said, okay, well, then we go to leave. And then she drives up beside my, um, where we, I was pulling in my house, trying to get the stuff unloaded. And she drives up and she says, oh, by the way, um, there's a mixer on the front porch I want you to have. And so I said, okay. And so my son sees the mixer and he's like, mom, that's what I just said yesterday. I wanted. And I said, I know. And she was going to be giving it to somebody else, but she changed her mind. And so 
you know, even for my son to see that God had provided that little, that mixer, you know, it was not something he had to have, you know, but God cared enough for him to have a mixer, you know? Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I hear you say like, you, you know, as your children come to you and ask you for something, your response is like, you know, honey, I'm going to get it for you. Mama's going to get it for you. But I really think it's like, you know, hang on, baby. God is going to get it for you. You Just wait. You just wait. Yeah. You just wait. Cause you know what? I don't have it, but I know God's going to bring it to us. If that is what something he wants to bless us with it. Let's just, it's like, this is so exciting listening to you because it's like, um, just hold on to your britches because how is the Lord going to bless us today? It's just like, Oh, my, my jaw is dropping to go wait, wake up each day and say, I mean, not that we're going to be like, okay, gimme, gimme, gimme. Right. Right. uh, You wake up and go, God, you have amazed me in every way. What, yes. what's, what's next? I mean, like, yes. I don't even know. And I think that speaks to all of us, no matter what our situation, it is not very likely that everybody's going to have this house fire, but you know, there's people waiting on the sale of a house or the purchase right. of a house, or, you know, you're waiting as you're watching a child through a medical situation or, um, provision. I mean, looking at the price of eggs the other day and, and, and just groceries and, and we can start to panic a little bit and Mm -hmm. we can feel that the burden is all on us and that we have to get out there Mm -hmm. and, and stick our stake in the ground. And we have to be the ones that make it happen where, um, your life has given you an opportunity to live at with God as your provider and, and, and providing every need and going before you and making a way. And so that is exactly what we need to hear right now is no matter where we are, we can trust God. He is trustworthy. Right. He's faithful. And if he's done it for the Humphreys family, he's going to provide for us yes, too. For sure. The same thing with gas prices, you know, the same God that provided and filled our tank up a few years ago, he's going to do the same for us now. And I have to tell myself that every time I fill up my, my van, you know, God's, provi- God's going to provide for us. This did not, this did not take him by surprise that gas was going to be this expensive, you know? He just, you know, I don't, that's why I say it's so hard to think, why do we doubt him? But because we're flesh, we do, you know, and it's, it's not something I want to brag about doubting him, but he just continues to provide and show himself. So, you know, it's kind of hard, like, why would we doubt him? (laughs) He showed himself so mightily, you know, and he's with us through every trial we go through. Well, if you go back to the very first, like the beginning of this, This Mm -hmm. happened, it all started into play with an explosion. And even that I was thinking, wow, the timing of it was amazing because, you know, it was sounded like you, if you said, I think you said that was in the evening as you were kind of finishing up the day and you had Mm -hmm. run down to the neighbors at the end of the day, you know, four or five hours later, that explosion very likely would have happened while you were sleeping. That's right. That's exactly right. Would have changed the whole scenario. Mm -hmm. So God's perfect timing, though, this was a trauma and a tragedy. He, you know, he, that, yeah, it happened when it did to allow, to protect your family. 
Well, even our neighbor being at home, he wasn't supposed to be at home at that time, but he was. So when my kids ran across there to get, you know, get him to come help, he was at home. And had it been two hours earlier, he wouldn't have been at home. You know, so it's just amazing how God allowed that, you know, and I could have been further away, but I wasn't, you know, I was four minutes up the road and, you know, to thank all the things that could have been, but God's timing and God's provision. I mean, the way he, it's just perfect. It's, it's amazing, you know, how, and what's strange is it was probably, I mean, it was that day in our yard that me and that neighbor were talking about how we were wanting to redo some stuff around the house. And I had already gotten some estimates on getting things done around the house. And all of a sudden that night the fire happens. And so my neighbor said, well, you said you wanted everything redone. So, you know, and he, we tried to make a joke about it to be in good spirits, you know, but it's, you know, even that it, when we moved back in our house, it was like having a new house. You know, So I tried to look at the positive of that. <laughs> uh, so you're in your house now yes. and, and you're feeling a little settled. Yes. Yes. Like I said, we don't have furniture yet. We're living out of plastic containers with our clothes in it and our mattresses on beds. But we do have a living room. We have a sofa and couch and that my grandmother actually was getting a new one. So she gave us her old one. And so um, it's I have no complaints whatsoever. You know, and my husband's truck just got fixed yesterday. We just picked it up. So hopefully soon we'll be able to start getting furniture and that kind of thing. But I'm sure have no complaints because God has been so good to us. And a mattress sitting on the floor is not bad at all. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not complaining. (laughs) Well, the kids can run by and just jump on the the mattress as they go by. It's great. (laughs) Yes. And they do. That's what they do. (laughs) Even our kitchen, you know, kitchen items and that kind of stuff. Our neighbor with her moving, they gave me all of her kitchen stuff. So, and my friends and my mom were getting together and was going to have me a housewarming to kind of provide, you know, the stuff that I didn't have. And I told her the other day, I said, I really, there's not things I have to have now. I got so much from the neighbor when she moved that it's just big stuff now, you know, that we need. So, I mean, even that, that's a miracle in itself that we, you know, we were allowed to get, they gave me so much of her stuff, you know, that kitchen, you know, things that you don't think that you need until you need them in the kitchen, you know, it's, it's just amazing how, how God has provided. That's why I say I have no complaints. I don't care that it's a mattress on the floor. Then we have just enough blankets and just enough pillows for everybody. And, you know, he's, he's provided so much and I can't, it's just, it's just amazing. I still, you know, me and my husband say all the time, we shouldn't be surprised because of what God has done for us, but it's still surprising sometimes to watch him do the things he does, you know, and provide the way he does. It's just still amazing to see it. I want to ask you, um, I, I'm kind of just going to throw this out here. I um, have no idea how you'll answer. Um, I want to ask you about family photos, you know, yeah. because that's one of those things that, you know, you can replace blankets and mixers and right. refrigerators. But when those family photos, you know, that's kind of a part of our mama heart. Yes. And so um, we had a container full of loose family photos in my garage and they were right near the fire. So when they went to clean out the garage, they were trashing them. They were throwing the, the container in the trash. And so and they had to have on special clothes and all that because of it being chemical fire. 
So I walked up to the guy and I said, please don't put that in the dumpster. And he said, ma'am, it's trash and we're not supposed to keep anything. And I said, I don't care. <laughs> and normally I'm a very nice person. And I said, I don't care. That's my family photos. He said, well, they're burnt. And I said, I don't care. They're, some of them might be salvageable. So he secretly put them in behind my house so nobody would see. And um, we're not going to tell anybody. It's not, no one's going to know. Nobody will know. <laughs> Um, he put them in the back of my house. And so I went back and looked and of course the top ones were all burnt, but I'm not kidding when I say the rest were not burnt and they were right near the fire. The container was melted and literally there's pictures in there that were not burnt. They don't even, they're not even black. And so that was a miracle in itself, along with another container that had all my wedding stuff and memorable stuff for my kids and the top stuff was burnt, but the bottom stuff was not burnt. And he allowed me to keep that too. And we hid that too, <laughs> because, you know, it was one of those, they had a big dumpster out and they were trashing everything, you know, and I just happened to come up that day. Uh, they needed me for something. And so I said, please don't throw that stuff away. And so he, some of it was salvageable. And so I do have a lot of, because I'm a big picture person, I have a lot of albums and stuff that that were not burnt but you know they had the chemical stuff on them and I don't know that I'll ever get those back because we've not gotten anything back that's salvageable from the restoration company so I don't know what will end up happening with that but I did get some salvaged (laughs) yeah yeah it'd be nice if they could just take them and scan them or take a photo of them right and give you a digital copy it's, it's weird because, um, and like I said, that's a whole n- another story, but because we're having to fight them to get our stuff and, but the things that were salvageable that they have, you know, I told my husband, I said, I don't care about most things. It's the memorable stuff that I want back, you know? And so I don't know if we'll ever get it, but you know, we can only hope yeah, <laughs> and yeah. pray that, you know, cause that's the kind of stuff that matters to me. But I have one, one thing I have learned is things are just things. And you know what? Yes, there's some things that can't be replaced, but there's also things that can be. And, you know, just try to look at the positive side of it. I got a lot of new stuff, new for me. It wasn't all new, but it was new to me, you know. And so I'm trying to be grateful for everything that, you know, somebody has given or, you know, that kind of thing. So I know you do not have a book, you do not have a website or anything like that, but I do also want to ask you, did anybody set up some sort of a give, send, go or GoFundMe or anything? Yes. Somebody had done a GoFundMe when it first happened. And so, um, that was a huge help, you know, to begin with, because of course the insurance wasn't giving us any money. So we were having to buy everything. And so um, that was a huge help to be able to buy some things during that time. That was, I guess, last February, maybe when it happened. So they did do that. So that was a big help at the time. Okay. So when we are done here, I'm going to check and see if that's still active. And if it is, I'm going to add that in the show notes. If anybody wants to revitalize that and and give to that or, or share it on social media. I want to make sure we include that that link. And I wonder if um, there's anything specific that we can be praying for you about, you know, probably just a lot of mainly my kids because, and of course I can use the prayer, but my kids are getting adjusted, but there's so many things they had and they no longer have. And I think sometimes because they don't understand as much, it's harder for them. And that's something that really would be a huge help for 
people just to pray for my children because, you know, I'm, a, I'm older, me and my husband are older. We can handle the fact that, you know, we don't have those things, but it seems like every day they think of something they had that would have meant nothing to me, but it meant something to them, you know, and that's something that kind of burns my heart, you know, to see that they struggle and, you know, with that kind of stuff, um, especially my, my young, younger of the older two, they, that's something that, you know, and of course that God would, God would help the situation with the insurance company and the restoration company. Cause it's just an ongoing, ongoing battle. And we had to end up paying for ha- half of the stuff to get rebuilt and demoed and all that stuff. And, you know, you pay for a policy for all these years and never need it. And then when you need it, you know, it's a big mess, but that's a big prayer in itself, just to be able to get all that straight, you know, and like I said, God has provided, so I can't complain, but we are in a battle with them, you know, so that would be a big prayer <laughs> to get answered if we get all that straight. So, hmm. well, as we close out, I would just love to pray for your family. I would, I would appreciate it. And I'm, and I'm asking for the hearts of the women to just join me in this right now. So Lord Jesus, I thank you for this testimony. I thank you that you have provided for the Humphreys family. You've given them safety. You've given them provision and you have been faithful. Lord, I pray for the little hearts of, of all the children that, um, as they learn to grow in you, they learn to see how you care for them. Lord, I just pray that they will be strengthened in their faith. And I can't imagine the impact that this will be as they grow. And I know you have a special purpose for each one of their lives. So, um, I just want to bring them before you right now. And, and also this whole insurance situation, Lord, you can work miracles there. We know that you can. So Lord, I just pray that you will continue to provide for this family um, in amazing ways. And we are rejoicing with them uh, to see your hand in the things that you will do. Lord, I pray for each one of the women listening as we work through our own situations in our own lives. Lord, we just want to trust you. We want to walk forward in faith. Lord, help us as we do that, increase our faith. Um, as we, as we walk into, to each one of our battles in our lives. So Lord, I just, um, want to give you praise for what you have done and what you continue to do in our homes, in our families and in our land. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us for walking through it, all these situations with us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I think one of the things you said that uh, really struck me, I wrote down is going through, you're going through this. It's yes. not an end point. Mm-mm. It is a going through it. Yes. And I thank yes. you for sharing your journey going through it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for listening, everybody. And if you would like to chat with us, Amanda, myself, and and a lot of other moms, make sure you find us on Facebook at Tending Fields Moms Group. And we just chat over there about all sorts of mom stuff, I guess. I mean, I don't know what else to say. What do you, what do you think, Amanda? There's, there's a prayer day that we talk about practical things like house stuff and heart stuff, I guess with that. Yeah. Yes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Both. House and heart. There we go. Yes. 
That's good. Alliterated. (laughs) There we go. So uh, yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, when I started the blog, somebody suggested the name Tending Fields off the back Mm -hmm. of our family name. And and as I thought about it more in a few years into this, I really think we are all tending fields in our lives. We all all are. Right. That's our job. Walking through uh, in all the areas that God puts in front of us. That's right. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you again in a couple weeks. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true.